You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. With my buddy, Rob, you are just the man. Somebody, I'm, I'm Gary Byron. Um, people were talking about you. Oh, really? Yes. Hold on a second. La- was it last week? Yes, it was last Saturday, the day before Mother's Day. I'm talking with, um, I, was, I was talking with a couple of buddies of mine, and they were listening to the, my morning show during the week, and they just leave their preset. You know, so they get in their car Saturday morning. And they turn on the car, and they're it's already on this station. And they start talking. Uh, they go, Rob Weinberg. Yeah, what about him? Like, wow, that guy is super knowledgeable. And I said, oh, you got to meet this guy in person. Because, I mean, he's on fire. He's got a podcast. He's all over the, and you Google his name. I mean, it's right up at the top of the list. Uh, or, or Google, you know, uh, uh, mortgage advisors. And Rob Weinberg is right up at the top, you know. And they're like, I, I they like the show. You got a real popular show going. That's what I'm doing going, it so. for. So much appreciated. Well, got a special special present for all our listeners today. I've been trying to get on a, this special guest here today for a while, and I'm really excited he's joining us. Yeah, it's attorney Keith Hathaway, one of the top real estate attorneys in the state of Connecticut. One of my personal strategic partners that I refer my clients to for help in the real estate process. So again, everyone, welcome Keith Hathaway. Keith, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. And when Rob Weinberg, when you get his seal of approval, I, I already know you've you've been vetted. Your everything is fine. Look, well, I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. It's and got high standards. Quite frankly, you know, now I feel that much better about myself. I didn't realize <laughs> I was that much of a big deal. All right. <laughs> Apparently, you are. Um, why though? Why are attorneys so important in the buying, <laughs> selling, and refinancing process? Um, well, uh, honestly, because we're experts. Uh, we're experts at a particular area of um, business, mm-hmm. happens to be law. And um, I always like to tell people that, uh, you know, when you uh, you might be interested in cars, but if you have a problem and you're not too sure what you do, aren't you happy that you have an expert there that will probably be able to fix it much faster for you and avoid other issues? Same thing with real estate, definitely. I think it's almost required, right? You have to have an attorney in Connecticut to buy, sell, or finance real estate. You do. Around the entire country, there are some states that are what they call title states and some states that are attorney states. Uh, Most of the states in New England happen to be attorney states where you have to be an attorney in order to conduct a real estate transaction for another person. Right. So what I'm finding is for those that are new to the real estate process that any attorney's office here in Connecticut, they're going to be going through the process with you from start to finish. So from the beginning, it's going to be like contract work mm-hmm. on the purchase and sale agreement, reviewing that, making sure that everything's in the right spot to protect you as a buyer or seller. Uh, so that's very important. Then reviewing loan documents with you at the closing. And during the process, 
they're going to be facilitating typically the title search on the property, which is going to ensure that the home property that you're buying doesn't have legal issues with the title. There's not back taxes. There's not other old liens that haven't been discharged. Super, super important. And nobody thinks about it because if you've got a good real estate attorney. It, this all happens behind the scenes without you as a buyer or seller really even knowing because they do what they do very, very smoothly in a good way. And unless there's a big issue, right, they're not even going to know. If you don't hear from me, it's a good thing. Is is every uh, real estate transaction, do they all utilize a, an attorney here in Connecticut? Is, it's, by, it's by law? Or? By law, Connecticut is an attorney state. In order to conduct a real estate closing, you have to be an attorney. Okay. I, see? Look at that. I, as Johnny would say, I did not know that. Um, <laughs> it, now, is there a choice on whether someone can use a title company or attorney? I mean, and what are the advantages and disadvantages of each? Well, it's interesting you say that. The distinction between title state and attorney state, we happen to be an attorney state. So in Connecticut, you're not supposed to use a title company. In other parts of the country, they will use a title company uh, in order to facilitate the closing process and uh, all the other things that go with it. But uh, in Connecticut, you can't. Differentiate that. I'm, I'm naive when it comes to this. What is a title um, a title company as opposed to, I know what an attorney is, but I mean, what, what is what is a title company? A, a title company is just a company that does the exact same job as a real estate attorney would do here in Connecticut, but without a law license. Oh. So less regulated, I exactly. think, right? And I'll tell you, when I started out, even as soon as early as what, six, seven years ago, Connecticut was not an attorney state. This is something that changed in the last, what, six, seven years? Uh, it's tightened up a lot in the last What was the impetus years. there? I think protection of consumers, uh, making sure that they understood. The way that I've explained it to my clients is that a lot of people have, uh, you know, they've gone through a closing and maybe they had a notary do the closing that didn't really know what they were doing, did, couldn't answer questions, didn't have the experience. And I think there was probably enough complaints or enough displeasure with people going to regulators in the state of Connecticut that they said, we need attorneys doing this. We need someone with that's a pro, that's knowledgeable, that's an expert, that's experienced, that's got the license. So when a client asks that they're closing, well, can you explain this promissory note to me? What does this paragraph mean? A notary has no clue. And that's who a title company is going to hire to do ah. the closing as a notary. Whereas Keith's office or any real estate attorney, you have to have certain licensing. You have to have certain expertise. You have to go through testing. So I think that was the impetus to change Connecticut and really tighten up that you yeah. have to now have closings. It's actually a, a good thing. If, if I can build on what he said, um, explaining the promissory note, very important. Do you want somebody without a legal education explaining a legal document? I wouldn't. I would rather have an attorney who actually went to law school to know what a promissory note, to know contract law, explain the document to me, rather than rely on some notary that's sitting there, doesn't even know what it says, just knows you're supposed to sign in a particular spot. So if the, if the consumer wants uh, to ask questions or has questions, a notary won't be able to handle it. Okay. Uh, can you discuss, though, that maybe the, the different types of, of attorney or even title-related fees or charges that... One can expect when buying, selling, or even refinancing. Absolutely. So uh, number one on the list, of course, is attorney fee. Uh, other than that, there'd be things like uh, the cost of the title search, the cost that the town hall charges you to record documents on the land records Ooh. after you close. Um, uh, sometimes there's some smaller things like CPL fees and uh, um, uh, title insurance that uh, also go along with it. Um, mm. So those would be the big ones. Um, 
uh, I could go into a lot more detail on title insurance and a lot more detail on attorney's fees and how they're calculated and what's normal, if you like. Well, we'll talk about title insurance in a second, but I think something really important to point out is that you, the minute you say attorney, people go, oh, no, it's going to cost all this money. Yes. What I found yes. is that, I mean, a couple of things to address that. Number one, attorneys are not more expensive than title companies. So even though they may have different charges on the on the uh, closing disclosure, it may one may say an attorney fee, the other may say a settlement fee, that sort of thing. At the end of the day, the attorney's not going to cost you more. So do not think just because there is an attorney, it's going to be more. Usually, it's very comparable. Okay. Number two thing is I'll tout you know Keith's office here. One of the reasons I partner with them is because over all these years, with all this crazy inflation and everything going through the roof. They are the only firm that I know of that has stood strong and kept their settlement and attorney fee the exact same now as it was wow. five years ago when I started doing business with them. That's unheard of in this yeah, market. That's all, commendable. The other, all the other attorneys are charging thousands of dollars for what Keith's firm is doing a better job at. And if it's OK if I say their attorney's fee is only $750. That is outstanding. That's phenomenal. I don't even wow. know how they make money, but they do a great job. And I'm going to keep working with them because of that. I appreciate it. Uh, and I'll tell you, the, the way that we do make money is we do high volume. Uh, all I do is closings all day, every day. All I've done is closings Incredible. for the last 20 years. So as a result, you gain efficiency and uh, efficiency plus the volume means we get to make a profit. $750. Yep. That's, that's it. Uh, a couple of things I always like to tell people to be wary of also is if you run into an attorney that wants to do your closing for you and they charge hourly, Run, run away now, because uh, it's going to be five thousand dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to get up there. Um, and if you, there's no such thing as an attorney doing a contingency fee for a closing, because that's like saying, oh, it might not close. You know, and I, I was uh, when you were talking about this a moment ago. I'm thinking to myself, there's the purchase of the house, but there's all these other fees that people don't think a closing cost. Well, that's ten grand approximately. Okay, attorney fees, and I was waiting to hear, I don't know, twenty five hundred, three thousand. All these hidden fees that people just don't think of. They think of buying the house, and then your mm -hmm. agent's going to get their they're going to get mm -hmm. their six percent agency fee, and then there's it. I'm like, these fees just add up. It does. So that's refreshing to hear. Go ahead. The thing I'll say is that a lot of attorneys. Number one, if you just called a bunch of attorneys' offices in Connecticut and said, "I need to do a closing. I'm refinancing or I'm buying. What's your attorney fee?" I don't think you'll find one cheaper than Keith's. Most of the ones I see in Connecticut are on average between $1,250 and $2,000. I've seen some that I feel are predatory that take advantage of either naive homeowners that are refinancing sure. or first-time buyers that don't know what they're doing. I've seen some attorneys on a two hundred dollars or $300,000 purchase charge $2,500 or $3,000 attorney fee. It's obscene. They're not doing a better job. I'll tell you, a lot of the time, the yeah. ones that charge that actually do worse and the reason why they have to charge such a high fee is because they don't do high volume. So they have to gouge somebody to charge two, three, four times the market rate in order to stay in business. So that's one thing to be aware of. That's why working with a mortgage expert, a pro like myself, we can link you up with Keith's office or depending on what state you're in, another office that can facilitate this, give you the best service and the lowest cost. The other thing before we go on, Gary, is junk fees. There's so many junk fees that attorneys charge. One of the reasons I love working with Keith's office is because... 
they charge their 750 and that encompasses pretty much all of the costs that their office incurs in doing the title search and facilitating the closing. If you look at a closing statement from another office, I've seen, because I get linked up all the time with buyers that say, hey, I'm using my Uncle Joe. He's a real estate attorney. I'm using my cousin Mabel. She's been doing real estate law for three months. I really want to have her do my closing. And what we'll find is they're charging their attorney fee, which can be high, but also they're charging $50 for this. $80 wire fee, you know, $60 uh, rundown fee. And when you add it all up, it and it's hundreds and hundreds of, of extra dollars, sometimes thousands of extra dollars. That's a red flag. So I'm not saying everyone's bad doing that. I just want our listeners and viewers to really know that there's a better way. There's a cheaper way. And there's a way you can get great service and also have a low cost. See, that's why this show is so important. I, I really, you are just informing me. You're informing the public on things that, we had no idea of Keith. Why is why is title insurance so important? And maybe I don't know. Maybe you can just give some examples or something. Uh, title insurance uh, is important for a variety of reasons. Uh, for the most part, when somebody's buying a home, it's normally going to be the largest investment they're ever going to make. Uh, just on average, if you're lucky enough to buy a home, uh, especially if you're lucky enough in this market. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, in the event that anything was went wrong or there were any mistakes or issues with the ownership of the property mm -hmm. or with the lot lines or something to that effect, it's going to be a big number. So that's why title insurance is so important. Rarely do issues ever come up in title, but when they do, they're big ticket items. Um does the cost though, uh, does the cost of title insurance does it vary from let's say, title company to title company, or are those costs just regulated by the state? They are. They're regulated by the state. From time to time, uh, one title insurance company or another might ask the state, uh, petition the state to charge a little bit more. Normally, they say, ah, we'd like to charge 5% more on our premiums. And almost always, the state says yes. But then that becomes a competition problem between all the different title insurance companies, because if title insurance company A just jacked up their rates by 10% and title insurance company B keeps them 10% lower then the people like myself who get to determine or uh, highly recommend uh, which title insurance company a consumer might use uh, will have to explain, okay, this is why I think you should pay 10% more. Uh, well, what I wanted to say, too, is there are many different title insurance companies in Connecticut and throughout the country. So I want to say there's five or six mm -hmm. right, that are available. One of the benefits of dealing with a high-volume firm versus a one-man show law firm when you're buying or selling or refinancing is that like with Keith's office, they have all these providers to shop around to see who's going to get you that best deal. Who's going to get you that low title insurance mm -hmm. quality policy with the coverage you need, but at a low cost. And me and Keith were talking before the show. We have a client right now that, you know, they're paying $500 more than they need to be on their title insurance because they're dealing with a firm that doesn't have that ability, that scale to shop with multiple uh, multiple options. So they are tied into just CADIC, which is the main title insurer in Connecticut. And whatever the cost is, it is. But with a bigger office, you have options, you have scale. So you can save hundreds, sometimes even thousands of dollars in that title insurance cost for the same coverage. So it's same thing applies as like if you're buying life insurance, if you're buying a $100,000 policy, do you want to pay $30 a month or $80 a month? Same exact thing. It's a simple, simple decision. And again, who you work with matters. As we always talk about, this is one of those situations where it's huge. One thing I wanted to ask you about, Keith, before we go on is, can you just give one example of 
one of those rare times where title insurance did come in handy because I've had buyers yeah. say I don't want it. That was I was going to be my yep. next question as All well. Right. I can I can actually give you two. Okay, two would be this foreclosures and probate somewhere in the past. Okay, so for example, one of the common things that we run into uh, if a title insur- title issue comes up is uh, perhaps you know Aunt Junie thought that she owned the property and she's now selling it to somebody else. She's lived there for a while. She doesn't realize that um, she only owns half the property because in the probate that she thought she received the title on, um, somebody else wasn't uh, involved in the probate and they still have a half interest in the property. So that's a common thing. Some attorney that did the probate might have made a mistake. Um, sometimes people try to do the probate on their own and they will make a mistake mm-hmm. on it. And that might've been 30 years ago. Um, so it'll come up later on, uh, that the mistake happened. And now the title insurance company that wrote the last policy now has to either cover the amount of money that it's going to cost or hire a lawyer to go fix it. And what they normally do is they go and they hire an attorney to go and litigate this and fix it or, there's some, you know, tips and tricks that they can use with affidavits on the land records that will clean these things up, but somebody else is going to take care of that rather than the consumer, uh, Aunt Junie, that's now selling the mm-hmm. property, thinking she owns the whole thing, having to go hire a lawyer for five grand to go do it. Title insurance comes in, jumps in, and, and takes care of it for you. That's wow. that's example number one. Example number two would probably be uh, foreclosures. Um now, when foreclosures happen, uh, people of a certain age, my age in, in particular, might remember, you know, 2008, 9, 10, and 11, oh, yeah. when there was tons of foreclosures. Right. And when that happened, there was so many happening that you're doing thousands and thousands of foreclosures. Some of these bigger law firms, they're going to miss something here and there. You know, they do a good job. They know what they're doing. They're special, they're, they focus their practice on it, just like I focus on the closing part of it. But no matter what, if you're doing that high volume or the court might make a mistake, they might make a mistake. And later on, 10 years later, the person who bought it out of foreclosure now wants to sell it. And they find out, oops, there's a boo-boo there. Uh And who's going to fix it? Uh, Does the consumer who now owns the property want to hire a lawyer for $5,000, clean up the mess that somebody else made? Or do they just want to say, hey, title insurance company, remember Mm -hmm. I gave you that premium? How about you take care of it? Okay. Good points. Wow. Man, again, these are Things I never even thought of. And I'm going to tell you, they're going to get busy, these individuals, because we got foreclosures, I think, that are going to, another wave of foreclosures we'll happening around the bend. That's Well, that's the word I'm getting from from real estate agents okay. and here and there. Uh, folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. You can contact Rob at 860-413-3938. Once again, 860-413-3938. You can check them out online at ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Our guest uh, is attorney Keith Hathaway. You can contact him as well, 203-288-1333. Again, 203-288-1333. You can uh, email him at Keith, at K-E-I-T-H, at G-C-G-H-Law.com. Keith, what would you say to someone who doesn't think that they need an attorney in a real estate transaction? <laughs> I'd say, uh, you know, if you think you don't need an attorney in a real estate closing, it's like saying you don't need a doctor to perform surgery. You could probably do it on yourself, but I would well, highly recommend well. it. I, I, I would totally agree with that. I mean, I've had so many times where people question having an attorney uh, or 
which attorney they're going to use. And I've dealt with some really uh, bad ones over the years. And that's why I just value, you know, Keith's office, the relationship we have and others that I've worked with that I can vet for my clients to say, this is somebody that's got the experience, got the knowledge, you know, and can get this and take it home for you. So it's, you know, it's not even a question. You need an attorney. You need a good attorney. It's worth its weight in gold. Like, when you actually do run into an issue like he was talking about on the title insurance side or whatnot, to have a resource there to help you through the biggest financial transaction of your life, that's what it is for most people. You know, a few hundred dollars here or there, like it, it just makes such a big difference in your peace of mind, in your long term. Um, you know, we've had closings, I can tell you from years ago, where I'll have to go back a missing discharge or something. Keith's office can handle it like that. If you dealt with Aunt Mabel, who's only been doing real estate for three months, they might be out of business. And it's hard because I've had situations where someone closed, let's say, a refinance five years ago with a Joe Schmo law firm. OK, now we need to go back and fix a mistake. They're out of business. They can't be found. They're not returning calls. Would it have been worth them paying maybe a little bit more or dealing with the recommendation from their lender or realtor versus trying to cut corners and that sort of thing? So do not even think about doing a real estate transaction in Connecticut or anywhere else without the advice of an attorney. You're just digging yourself a hole that you're not going to be uh, wanting to get out. It's of, a no brainer, sure. particularly at $750. Uh, what are some of the big do's and don'ts that you see first time home buyers make when you know, when they're buying their first property? Uh all right. Uh, first time don't is not to listen to your realtor or your mortgage lender. Oops. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let me correct this. First time don't is to not ignore them. Sorry. Let me correct that. That's okay. Um, so uh, yeah, to listen to them because they have your best interests at heart and they're also trying to make this the smoothest transaction for you. So Rob says, hey, you know, use this uh, inspector or use this attorney or talk to this realtor if, you know, let's just say they got to Rob first and, and need to find a realtor to find them a home. Um, listen to who he gives you because he just wants to get you through a process with the least amount of stress and also as quickly as possible with the least amount of hiccups and bumps and problems. So, uh one of the worst things you could do is ignore them and go to your cousin's brother's uncle's friend who just got a law school two days ago and wants to pretend like he knows what he's doing about doing a real estate closing. Don't do that. Maybe talk about some, I don't know, like special legal considerations for real estate investors who are building a portfolio, let's say. Okay. Um, one of the biggest things real estate investors talk about uh, when they're building a portfolio is, do I own the property personally or do I own it in some sort of an LLC or corporation? Um, some even put them into a trust. Uh, so it is a good idea to do that. So the legal answer to that is, yes, it's always a good idea to put your property into an LLC to protect it. If anything happens on that property, you're, hmm. you're in essence protecting all the other assets you might have. If you buy an, uh, a three-family rental property, somebody slips and falls on that, and you own it in your personal name, they can sue you personally, go after your house that your family lives in, and go after the property that uh, they slipped and fell on. But if you own that inside of an LLC or a corporation or a trust, all they can touch is any money that's in that investment. I will tell you, Ooh. you know, this is a very common strategy that almost all seasoned real estate investors use, even new ones that are starting up. We'll get that LLC going like he's talking about and get that first property in there and then do another, et cetera. 
But I will tell you that every lender does have different guidelines with this, depending on the type of loan you're looking for and trying to get or have gotten. Like there are special clauses in transferring from your name to an LLC, a trust. In certain cases, it can uh, cause a due on sale yep. type of scenario. There's special mortgage consideration. So before you actually do anything with moving properties out of your name into a trust, back and forth, LLC, et cetera. Just talk to your lender about it. Make sure that you are doing the right thing for your loan type, or you may end up in an even worse predicament. So it's not only a legal consideration, but also there's lending involved and mortgages involved too, because that lender has a lien on the property. And if they see that it's moved in and out of names, they are going to usually have some questions and concerns. So if you can address that up front, It'll be fine. And Fannie Mae actually recently, in the last couple of years, changed the guidelines to make it more investor friendly with this stuff. I got one final question for you, Keith, if you don't mind. Uh, It's kind of a general question, but how is your firm different from all the other real estate attorneys in Connecticut? Other than, listen, you have a remarkable price. I know you're doing volume. You're very clear on that. But what differentiates your your service? Focus. We focus on doing closings. Uh, me personally, yeah. this is all I do. All I do is closings all day, every day, a couple times a day. That's all I focus on. So um, if uh, I use this example, and I'm going to go back to the doctor example, you know, do you want somebody that got out of med school and you know looked into brain surgery once, <laughs> or do you want the guy that's been doing it for 20 years, five times a day, that's his entire career? I would rather have the guy that focuses on it. You got to start somewhere, though. Especially if <laughs> yeah. they're similar price. You know, yep. I would even say it's worth paying a premium for that. But in Keith's case, and most of my uh, partners, you know, they're they're charging comparable or less than the competition. So it's really a huge competitive advantage. And I'll say to toot their horn again, like his paralegals are on the ball. You know, they're responsive. They're quick. They're experienced. They know how to get stuff done. Uh, that's very, very rare this day and age with the market as crazy as it's been. Things fall through the cracks. Things can take longer than needed. They can spur into action when needed. If I ask for a rush or I need something done right away for a deadline, it it, it happens. Whether it's the uh, paralegal that's assigned or they get someone to step in if someone's out, it's like a well-oiled machine, and that's important. I, and I'm, I, man, I'm, I'm so running out of time, and I got to, I, I have a, an ending here. I, I've got to wrap this show up here. But in your experience and when you haven't worked with with keith and his in his firm uh, from your perspective there's that much of a noticeable difference i there's nightmares i go through every month you got to realize that a lot of my buyers come with a recommendation for an attorney from their realtor or their family or whatnot and by the time i'm involved they already know who they're using as an attorney or at least have a direction so i have to go and use you know work with so i've worked with hundreds of law firms all over connecticut and in other states too and i can tell you like keith's office is in the top three that i've ever worked with so that's important and there's such a big problem with other ones with communication delays just so many issues when you find a good one, you want to latch on and you want to you know, continue that partnership. I want to thank attorney uh, Keith Hathaway for being with us this morning. You can contact Keith at 203-288-1333. Once again, 203-288-1333. And if you'd like to email him, you may do so at Keith, that's K-E-I-T-H, at G-C-G-H-Law.com. Again, it's Keith, K-E-I-T-H, at gcghlaw.com. Now, you can contact Rob Weinberg as well very easily at 860-413-3938. Again, 860-413-3938. Check him out online at ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. And you can email him 
at mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. Once again, mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. For Keith, for Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Until next Saturday, have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.